If we look at our low end of 1.4 donors per 1 million compared to, say, a nation like Spain that is something like 49 donors per million, those numbers are incredibly low. Do we have any idea as to why those numbers are so low? Yes, uh, thank you, Udo. That, that is a good question. Unfortunately, um, the reality is that we have millions of potential donors in South Africa who are unaware of the fact that they could actually assist the greater good by becoming to shore organ donors. But there are a number of reasons. The first one is, has to do with a lack of awareness and understanding of how tissue and organ donation works. Um, and research has also pointed to some additional factors which may range from religious or cultural beliefs and also public perceptions such as the suspicion of, of the biomedical system and uh, also negative media portrayal of, of tissue donation. So despite the fact that South Africa has a detailed legal framework that regulates the donation, the recovery and further processing of tissue, the law is unfortunately not correctly understood and applied. And I can uh, I can uh, expand on that yeah, later. Yep. But the next reason uh, for the low number is also because we have a an opt-in system for organ donation. Now, countries like Spain that you mentioned that have has a very high number of donors uh, follow an opt-out system, which means that all adults are deemed to have agreed to be an ah. organ or tissue donor when they die, unless they record the decision not to donate in writing. Now, unfortunately, this would have been ideal for South Africa, but it wouldn't be accepted for a number of reasons in South Africa, and this is the fact that it might firstly conflict with our Bill of Rights, mm-hmm. and also some people might fear that, that doctors or nurses wouldn't go the extra mile to save the life of a patient if they know that person is an orphan donor, or often doctors may feel that they are forsaking the Hippocratic Oath if they do not try their utmost to save a mm-hmm. patient. But we should... Um, also, this is an important point, only introduce an opt-out system in countries that have high literacy rates. And this is because the system relies on the ability of donors to read and write and communicate their refusal to participate or opt-out of, of the system. And because South Africa ranks uh, 104th out of 164 countries in a recent study on literacy levels, it, it you know, clearly points to a problem. Okay, now. It's a very interesting dynamic indeed. Let, let, let's talk about what potentially can be done to change things. I mean, a, a, a number of people may think that being a donor means at some point in your life you're going to have to, to, to live without a lung or a heart or a kidney. You're not going to be able to live without a heart. But what are the areas of need are there when it comes to donation of tissue, pay, for instance, that is less invasive? So they, uh, this, uh, we should distinguish between tissue and organ donation because uh, organ donation, the donation of solid organs refer to hearts and kidneys um, and even lungs. But, but tissue donation is less invasive and it can actually also be done, um, uh, you know, if a, a donor expresses his or her will to donate. Um, and normally that, that if it's a skin donation, we're talking about a very, very thin layer of skin that, that is removed and it's not invasive at all. But to, to go back to your question on what needs to be done, so uh, firstly, although it's not a legal requirement, it would be excellent if potential donors actually register with the Organ Donors Foundation. And the problem is, and it relates to the legal issue, if, if the family members are not aware of, of a donor's intention, they may actually override that oh, wow. at the point okay. when the patient goes, is, is on life support. And then further, we, we have... Our government, unfortunately, hasn't prioritized tissue and organ donation, and, and we desperately need a central strategy to, to alleviate uncertainties and fears of, of tissue and organ donation. And then, you know, we, we are plagued by these 
negative stories about organ trafficking and black market transactions, and, and that also should, and it causes a lot of reputational harm. It should actually also be addressed. And then uh, I think the National Department of Health and also the Organ Donors Foundation should actually drive a transparent and frequent communication process to, to eradicate these unnecessary fears and trust. And very important, we need a national policy on organ and tissue procurement. And this should be supported by a national procurement agency and a central database. And then um, I mentioned earlier there, there is a problem with the law that is not applied mm, correctly. Mm. So we should, we should fix that, that issue because often a donor's wishes are overridden because family members don't know. And then at that point when, when the organs become available for transplantation, uh, they, the donor's wishes are simply overridden. And, and, you know, that doesn't respect the wishes of, of, of any donor. Yeah, that, that sounds like at least a starting point because if I've made a choice in my life to do something, my, my family yeah. should respect that. But I, I, I think you've opened my eyes to a range of issues, as you have for the listeners. But for the purposes of this morning, thank you very much for your time on the show. That's non-executive director at Bone Essay and UNISA School of Law. Uh, she's a professor there, Melody Labaskachny, speaking to us about about the issue of organ donation.